You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of Drinks with Johnny. Coming to you on a filthy Friday. Uh, a, bit, a very special Friday to me as uh, later on today I will be playing at the Kia Forum for the first time in my career um, uh, with Avenged Sevenfold. And it's really special to me. I was thinking about it the other day and I realized that's actually, Sam, the first concert I ever went to was Metallica at the Forum when I was about 11 years old. You know, I've always heard that story, but I didn't realize it was at the Forum. Yeah, it was uh, my first show ever was Metallica. It was at the Forum. Uh, Korn uh, was main support. And I can't remember who was uh, who opened the show, but it was uh, I don't even remember if we got there early enough to catch them. But I definitely saw Korn and Metallica, my first two bands I'd ever seen, music I'd ever seen live. And uh, I was 11 years old and now to come full circle and go back to the place where I first saw music. Um, it's pretty pretty special for me, actually. That's amazing. It's, it's weird to think, too, that Corn has been around that long, that we <clears> were <throat> like kids. It's, it's cool. No, and what a beautiful spot. I mean, now that it's been redone and everything, it's mm -hmm. I just can't wait to see you guys there. Um, I've seen you guys at amphitheaters and um, Aftershock, but I've never seen you in a setting like that. So you never seen this in an arena, huh? No, no. Oh so wow! This is gonna be fun. You're, you're in for a treat, and we got the new, we got the new stage is is all built. That's what we were just working on this week, and uh, we have new content and everything like that. It's really exciting. We ran through the set uh, all week with uh, with with full production, um, which was really cool to see. And uh, yeah, it's it's also kind of serendipitous. I want to go back to the first concert ever because um, Metallica. It was this was on the Load Tour. So Metallica had taken off for six years and every and everyone was like, when are they going to do? What are they <laughs> going to do? And here we are, you know, we had taken off five years. It was actually they took they took off less time because the um, uh, Black Album came out in 91. Load came out in 96. So that's five years apart of their records. Our records are seven years apart from us coming back to the forum. And, You're bigger uh, slackers. Yeah, That's we're bigger slackers than Metallica. We said, <laughs> you know, we just figured, you know, they have the they have the good recipe. Let's just take theirs and do do one better. One better. You know? Yeah, there you go. So uh, <clears throat> two better in this in this in this case, but uh, yeah. So it's just funny because I remember, I I mean, I was 11 years old. 
I heard all the backlash at the time for uh, a lot of the Metallica fans. They'd cut their hair. And this load stuff isn't Metallica, blah, blah, blah. Here we are fucking however many years later and they're still fucking Metallica. So all those idiots were wrong. Uh, but, you know, it was it was. And then you funny. guys got the new sound and people are kind yeah. of saying the same shit to you. It's just they were a little bit. Kind they of, were kind of crazy. You know, at first I feel like they were. But now that the album's out, I don't know if you've looked around. But I mean, I look around every once in a while and see what the see what the buzz is around the album. And I haven't seen really any bad. I mean, I've seen a couple of, of haters, but not like true bad comments where they actually get us good. And we're like, oh, OK, it's right. It's like it's a lot of people who just probably aren't going to like this band anymore anyway. Yeah, but it's like, just people who don't do change. You know what I mean? Right, just, right, right. Hey, I only listen to this and this is it. And if you stray slightly away, then and you know what? Honest. Hey, then enjoy the first few albums that you did like. And then hey, let's I let's hope. open it up to a whole new. Uh, well, there's also people, people who probably didn't even like any of those records, too, that are <laughs> making comments. You know, what I mean? well, that's they just, true. They just you never don't know like who's us. behind those. They computers. just don't like us, which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. We're I right. like you guys and Aww. I'm excited. And we and love you. The. Uh, Perfect. Ah, I see. What ah, <laughs> it works so many times. I could do it so many times. Dude, just no, like listen to the album too. It's got so many like stare, uh, soundtrack moments and mm -hmm. traveling and stuff like that. I just can't wait to see it live. Of how you guys are gonna pull all these oh, it's gonna twists be so and turns out. Yeah, it's really cool. I can't wait. I think you're gonna be. I think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised. Maybe even blown away by the production that we put around this stuff too to really make it come to life. We've always done that, but just as the music is different, we're doing it in a different way too. Like something yeah. that we haven't tried to do before. So it's going to be really cool. Um, but yeah, back to the load stuff. So I remember there was a, uh, this was back in the times. I think they did like all the, a lot of these fans did it for uh, the whole cycle, but there's, there was a group of fans that had written no new shit uh, on, on a big, like, like flag kind of thing. And we're holding it up at, at, at Metallica. We're like, and you remember yeah. that? Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Because I thought I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that they would do that. Like, I mean, you know, I don't love all of the new record, but damn, it's still Metallica. Like, I mean, I think I think Load Record's really good. Like, I is it as good as the the classics before it? I I mean, as an entirety, it in my opinion, no. But that's just my opinion. Again, it's art. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, songs like Until It Sleeps are fucking undeniable. Oh. Like, that song's so good. Um king nothing there's there's some there's some heaters on that fucking on that album for sure and they still play them today like you go watch them they'll still go play some of these songs from load and reload and everyone like that at the time is no new shit and this is so funny i hope we get a flag like that out there today i want to i want to see that i literally was driving today after dropping off my daughter to school and i was like oh i'm gonna make a sign and put it up and be like more pew pew pews during the, if, if you if you do for easier, easier for easier yeah. are you doing easier or i don't know if you're just i ain't telling you you better i love that one i ain't telling um, you nothing just, i can't just wait, man. enjoy just enjoy it's well, gonna be it's a long it's a it's a good set like it's a good mix of uh, of a lot of stuff obviously we're going hard on the on the new record but it's it's a good mix and it's you know it, it for me like when we're rehearsing and like it's not that long it's uh probably about two hours of a set i would i would say but it feel there's a lot just like our new record there's a lot of information going on in that in that two hours so you're gonna walk away with like a pretty pretty sick experience i think in my opinion again i'm just creating art here and putting it out it's, it's up to everyone else to decide if it's good or not um but yeah i'm really excited for tonight got family out i got my my father-in-law who hasn't seen me play since i played in anchorage 
where he's from in 2006, I want to say seven, wow. something like that. Yeah. Why we went out difference. there. Yeah. We went out there um, and played Anchorage before the start of a Canada tour. And uh, yeah, it was, it was wild. It was when I first met him and Lacey wasn't out with me. We were just dating at the time. No, like it was anything. like Wake of the Fallen days, kind of. Uh, it, it was, was before back. Like, no, it was right after City. It was we were oh. we were definitely playing City songs, um, City of Evil songs. But yeah, so we went out there. It was hilarious because it's different out there still to this day. But um, man, it's just a little bit more rural, old school mentality. And he was just like, "Hey, you know, this is my 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 daughter's boyfriend. I'm gonna go pick him up." show him around. So he took his lunch break while he was working, picked me up from the hotel, just literally drove me around town for about 15, 20 minutes and then dropped me back off. And I was like, all right, see you later. And then he came out to the show. <clears throat> and this is where the funny, where the story gets funny. This is why I know a city of evil days. This is back in the days when we do radio promos where a radio station would set up a strip club for us. And we'd go after show, we'd have bottle services, say hi to fans and stuff and hang out at the strip club. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, so I invited Tim, uh, my father-in-law, out to meet us at one of these strip clubs. And I was like, I don't know what an Anchorage strip club is going to look and this like. This is the first time you've met him, by the way. Like, yeah, this is the first that, time I've met him. Just reiterating. Okay. And my, yes, yes. My, my, girlfriend's, okay. my girlfriend's dad. <laughs> and we have like this. So we go to the strip club. First of all, it's not like any of the strip club I've been to. An Anchorage strip club is not like a Vegas strip club. Let's put it that way. So, but we so do, do they have start like, in parkas and then they go from there. Is that what funny enough? <laughs> funny enough. They did. I'm no not way. You. I am not <laughs> shitting you. That, it wasn't a parka per se, but I remember one of the girls had a fur coat that she started with a big, long fur fucking coat. And it was, I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be a good time. And you know, we're, we're having drinks. They have us, there's like two levels to it. Cause it's not very big. Like, uh, okay. and, you know, but it's more like <clears throat> like a big house. It wasn't like a, a big club or anything like that. So okay. we go down into like the basement where the second, the bottom level, and that's where they have like this whole little thing roped off for us. And that's where I, Tim finds us. Tim comes up. He had been having a good time at the show too. I'll put it that way. And he tripped over the rock, the, the rope when I went to go shake his hand, just like my clumsy ass wife would, would have done oh. and falls <laughs> <clears throat> and it was fun. And me and me and the boys were laughing hysterically. And immediately from that point on, like the rest of us guys, like he got up obviously, and we continued to party together and at a strip club, uh, you know, and, and we were just laughing and having a good time. The rest of the guys loved him too. Cause it was just like, it was so funny. He's, he's, he's a great dude. He, he really is. Um, so he, and he, he can party. So it's like, it's like, okay. And he likes, and he's just a fun loving guy. So you, it's hard not to like him. He's one of those kind of, kind of people. It's hard not to like him because he's just fun loving. He has a good time, but doesn't get too, too crazy. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was, we laughed about that for years after that. Like I was, and then, like I said, lo and behold, I found, I've learned more and more about my wife that she is also clumsy and she falls like with this time when I've told the story about her falling in Japan and, eating shit against the glass window and stuff like it's just it's just funny and we laugh about that kind of stuff all the time and it's like the apple does not fall far from the tree well they both one. party and they both hold their <laughs> their alcohol pretty well then it sounds yeah like. so they, I, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree it sounds like exactly exactly uh, so i'm excited for him to see it because it's gonna be very different than what we did in 2007 obviously in a club you know especially the reason and we haven't been able to go back to anchorage because it is it's hard to bring your stuff out 
Oh. New production. They don't have a lot of stuff to rent over there yet, uh, really either. It's 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 hard to get in and out of uh, Anchorage with gear because it's what's the so turnout isolated. like though? Ours was pretty good. I mean, for 2007, it wasn't wasn't like it was a, our small like our smallest show at the time. Like, I want to say it was like 3,500 people. And it was it was pretty good. I mean, for for that time uh, in our career, they do have an arena called I, I, it used to be called the Sullivan's Arena that I believe hold, holds closer to 10,000. So maybe one day I know Red Hot Chili Peppers have been out there and Elton John, they they get some acts out there, but it's got a, it's hard to put it together with a tour. Like I said, because it's like, it's isolated over there and Anchorage is the only place you're going to play in all of Alaska probably. Mm -hmm. And then you got to go, then you go into Canada, but you got to go all over all these mountain ranges. So your trucks aren't going to get there. So you got to, it's, it's a, it's just a pain, but I'd Mm -hmm. like to make it happen again sometime because I visit since then I go back and visit him and we go back and visit him. Obviously I love Anchorage. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. It's funny. Whenever I hear stuff like that stories, all my brain does is like, Oh, missed opportunity. We should start a rental company of, of uh, mm-hmm. audio equipment there and start getting the big bands there. It's not the audio equipment. I'm talking about like, if we want everything, you know, everything else. And we, <clears throat> we oh, already rent that for one place. And yeah, well, just production in general. And we already rent that stuff from other places and then ship it around. So it's like mm. you have to find those specific ones to rent there. And it's a, it's just a lot of cost. It, uh, at the One end day, of the day, I would love you to go into up. that. One day, that I think we should have an episode for because I mean, I've been friends with you for years and I don't know it. And I think someone talked, you know, mentioned on the comments to, to do some more stuff like that or DM'd us. But yeah, no, I think that would be a lot of fun because that's a whole side that you just show up and it's all there, but you don't really think about the back end and, you know. Yeah. And to be honest, I, I mean, it's been, I've been so far removed from it since we have people that uh, do that for us now and, and figure out the, all those logistics. I mean, I understand and I know all the ins and outs, but it might be good if I could get one of those guys that I, that I work with to come. So on Jason Barry, I talked to this week and he said, mm-hmm. I said, Hey, you got to come on one of these days. He goes, I would, but Johnny never asked me. And I said, bullshit. That is total but, bullshit. And I've asked him several times and I stopped asking him because I just didn't want to bother him. Yeah. Anymore. I said, I heard that you won't come on. He goes, no, I'll come on. I just bust his balls. So we're future uh, Barry's episode here. That would be a fantastic one. He's. That one, you better buckle your seatbelt for that one. If you're, if you're, because when me and Jason get talking and start goofing off, I have, you have no idea where it's going to go or even if it's going to make any sense to anybody else. We have, we have like a very interesting relationship. Let's put it that way. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. I would love to show it to everybody because I've, I've been on those phone conversations with him and it's just, it's complete madness but in a beautiful way so i think it would be i do think it would be a great episode yeah but yeah so other in other news i'm wearing the shirt right now those who are listening right now don't can't see it obviously but our friend irene aldana is going to be fighting tomorrow night uh, in vancouver for ufc against amanda nunez for the bantamweight title um she sent me out some some cool shirts um sorry she didn't send one for you sam uh she sent it for the band not <laughs> she's a fan of them not me yet not yet not yet <laughs> uh, you know and i think we were trying to get her on to talk about the upcoming fight um and i think uh you know uh, n- naturally i think i was a little ambitious in asking to see like hey could you do it and i think they just do press conferences at, at that point and not like yeah. podcasts and stuff leading right into a big fight like that she can't she's got to stay focused on that so oh yeah hopefully Hopefully our friend, not to slight Amanda Nunez, but hopefully our friend wins the title 
brings you know brings it back home and then can show us uh, the title and talk to us about winning it uh, in the near future. That's pretty badass. And you know what? We got to revisit when you guys, you and Brando talked to her before. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it and you had asked her about wrestling and she was kind of unsure. But now with with UFC partnering with WWE, yeah. I'm curious if she's got any uh, new changed thoughts on that or what she's looking at. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen any of her training on social media and the pictures and stuff, but she mm-hmm. looks ready. She looks oh, ready. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm sure Amanda Nunez is going to be ready too. She's a she's a she's a champ for a reason. She's a great fighter. I just you know, I'll I'll be homering and 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 hoping for Irene to pull pull off a victory for sure. I'll be watching that tomorrow night. So uh, shout out to Irene and and her whole team and camp and thanks for the shirts and uh, we're we're in your corner. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be cool, man. It's going to be a cool weekend to, 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 you know, play the forum, go do that. And then uh, there was some other stuff that we wanted to talk about. Now, I don't well, remember what it was. The Sheik died. Oh, legendary. Iron the Iron Sheik, which we all grew yes. up with. We all loved. Mm-hmm. I hear he was a huge potty mouth. I, I mean, the stories. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, no, he's died. That's that's a real bad shame. What was your when you grew up? Was he a favorite of yours or no? Or he was a favorite of my father's. He was a favorite oh, really? of my father's because more his generation, kind of more his generation. And at the time that the Iron Sheik, so I wasn't always the heel lover that I am now. Like when oh, I was a kid, when I was true. really young, I was, I was, I was all about the faces. I was all about the baby faces, good guys over the bad guys until, you know, until I got about like nine or 10 years old. So the whole time that I was watching the Iron Sheik, he was the bad guy. And I didn't really care for You're him. You're right. Well, I have a question uh, to that because you would know. So when I was a kid, you got me thinking. I always went for like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, all the baby faces, but I always loved the Undertaker. So was the Undertaker kind of like an in between? Because he, he was by himself. He was like or? the first, to my knowledge, that was kind of an in betweener. Um, like an anti-hero. Like, yeah, he was like the anti-hero, and it didn't start out that way. Uh, just like a, just like most anti-heroes, he was he was uh, he was a heel. He get, he was brought in by the million dollar man Ted DiBiase as 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 a heel uh, who we've had on the show and and spoke about this nice briefly. Sister. Yeah, such a good dude. We got to get those guys back on. I'd love to fun. have another crack at at Hacks on and Tim because they're uh, or Ted, sorry, uh, because yeah, that they were so fun and that was like still so early on in this show. Oh I'd yeah, love to, I'd love to have them back on and <laughs> dig a little deeper into their lives because we just did their careers a little bit more and. Now that I, now that I have uh, a little bit, a few more episodes under my belt, I feel more comfortable getting into like the personal lives a little bit. Yeah, you know? that would be great. Oh, what's going on, everyone? Brando here. Haven't been around for a while because I am busy. You know, I'm working five jobs to feed ten kids, and when it comes to dinner, I'm just looking for an easy way out. But there is a great thing that I have found to make my day a little easier. Factor Meals. Right now, I've got a black pepper and sage pork chop. I'm going to eat it right here on air with you because I want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is. So it's got a nice little sauce on it, nice grill marks. Like this thing is ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. This is some quality, quality pork right here. The nice thing is it's healthy. The amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the package. I don't even have to worry about it. I know once I eat this whole thing, my macros are going to be in balance. This is, this is where I need. This is good. Oh my God. It took two minutes for me to microwave this thing. All I had to do was sign up. Meals get shipped right to my house every week. They have a wide selection to choose from. Dude, they had dual-crusted chicken. They had chili. You want to check it out? Head over to factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 and use code drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. That's code 
drinkswithj50 at factormills.com slash drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. Yeah, I know, it's a mouthful, but so is this meal. So I'm going to keep eating it because, man, this is good. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Um. Anyway, chic though. Yeah. So your dad was, was was my dad. My dad was a big. Yeah. I mean, because my dad loved all the heels. That's the you know that was that was part of the the allure um, for wrestling for me is that I always liked the faces. My dad always liked the heels. It was like doink. Yeah. Doink yeah. Like, and he would mess with me about. I was like, oh, that guy's the best. That guy. And I was like, why do you like him? I'm young, you know. <laughs> um, I'm like, why do you like the bad guys, Dad? Um, but yeah, no. And what's funny about the not funny but kind of eerie is on Monday. Uh, I was in Las Vegas for rehearsals and I watched uh, the A&E bi- biography. I, ha- I had it recorded to my DVR and I watched the A&E biography that just came out uh, a couple weeks ago of the Iron Sheik. And those, I don't know if you've seen any of those A- A&E biographies on the WWE stars. Mm-hmm. They're phenomenal. They're great documentaries. They're about I two saw that hours. The, the commercials for them made them look amazing. Like they're like 30 for 30s, right? Is that kind of what it is? Who yeah, yeah. It? A little yeah. longer, you know, but like, yeah, because I mean, I don't know how many, how long all the 30 for 30s are, but it's like two hour special on just the Iron Sheik's career and his upbringing and stuff. The, the cool things that I didn't realize, and a lot of other wrestling fans already know this, so they'll be like, oh, you didn't realize this? He was actually an Iranian badass, like full on big time uh, professional or amateur wrestler. Uh, uh, like Greco's, uh, you know, like freestyle. Um, and he was uh, a champion. Oh, like a real wrestler. <laughs> he was a champion. Of that He was like the right hand man to uh, he was like part of the uh, security. He was like the main security or whatever they call it in Iran for uh, the Shah. So like he was he was uh, he was uh, high up in the government officials before he came over. Um, he saw that he saw some bad shit go down with with the, uh, this is all according to the documentary. Uh, he saw some bad shit go down with the Iranian um, government that he was a part of, that he was apparently security for uh, of, of some kind of bodyguard of some kind for it and and bailed to America and then became a professional wrestler. Um, and I mean, he came in and he did amateur wrestling. Uh, he was the assistant coach for the Olympic team, the uh, U.S. Olympic team that won gold. And wow. yeah, so like, I mean, he was a legit badass and you see him back in the day see a lot of the, lot of the other things is i saw him towards the end of his career as well which you know he had he had he had, had some drug issues um towards the end of his career i mean he iron Sheik. back to uh hacksaw jim doug and one of the other things i'd like to talk to uh jim about a little bit more is he was it was him and the iron Sheik who got busted for cocaine oh um, really and the- broke kayfabe oh that's they right. were they were in a feud together and and they weren't so and so they were they were rode in the car together, which was a no no at the time. But obviously drugs had played a part in that, and they uh, you know they got busted. Um, and it was it was big it was big news at the time in the late eighties. Like so, I mean I don't remember it because I was really young, but I mean it was it was big news that like that was 
that was a time when a lot of people finally realized that, you know, wrestling was choreographed or, or, you know, scripted, however you want to call it, you know? And, uh, it was, it was wild. I was like, Oh, that's right. Cause Jim did mention it in the episode where we were talking a little bit, but I feel like at the time he didn't want to go too far into it. And, you know, knowing him now uh, a little bit better, I think we could have a real conversation about what that, just that specific time was, you know? Um, Cause they yeah, it played it off where the Sheik was a bad guy influencing him and just played it into like, don't break kayfabe <laughs> Just say, Hey, this is all planned. Like the bad guy's doing the bad stuff. And <laughs> that was, that wasn't Hacksaw's Coke. That was, that was, yeah, it was the Sheik. He Coke. forced him to snort that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I would. Hey, where were you? Where were you when Vince needed you then? I don't know. Uh, but I hear, uh, you know, in honor of him, um, uh, that it's now going to be Dan Hussein. He's going to do a oh, little. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's call back, back to another episode. Call back to another episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny because he does come back. Like in the documentary, they, they they talk about when he they paired him up during the uh, the Gulf War with uh with uh with uh who was it oh they played know. off on that i don't they remember played that. off on that well they played off on it before the gulf war started but it was oh it was, i it was do a remember issue. that and then the gulf war was happening while it was like it was the three i can't remember someone someone in the comments that's a bit that that's a wrestling fan that knows what i'm talking about there was it was it was him and two other guys i want to say sergeant slaughter was yes. one of them and yep. then there was a newer guy. I can't remember his name. That was supposed to be a, an Iraqi guy. And it was like the three of them were against uh, everybody who was, you know, red, white, and blue. And and it was right in the middle of the Gulf War, which is kind of crazy that they right went for that. That's like on the note. Like pe- nowadays, people won't touch stuff like that. That's it was so yeah. in your face. I mean, that oh, was very. Like- I remember buying cards of like soldiers. They had like a, I would go to the card store where I buy like baseball cards and stuff. And mm-hmm. they had uh, troopers or something like that. So it was, I mean, that was, I hate to say it, but it was big money back then. There was a lot of, not just in the news, but in entertainment, they, oh, it was yeah. a big deal back in the day yeah. for us. I mean, that's, I mean, it's not out of the norm for WWE at the time to do that. Right. Cause you think about all their characters, we're all just like, you had like the even before that it was, um, uh, you know, the Iron Sheik when he became a heel and became the Iron Sheik. It was like, you know, uh, Iran, number one, spitting on America everywhere. And then they then they joined him up with I mean, he was he was the champion that uh, Hulk Hogan took the title from. And then they teamed him up with Nikolai Volkov, the the Russian dude during the one. Cold War. Yeah, it was a Cold War. So they they were a tag team. They were an evil tag team that became tag team champions. Um, and yeah, it was because it was during the cold war stuff and Iranian stuff, like fucking everything was like, if you put those two together in a time when pop culture, where everybody in America hates those two, you know, it's, it's going to be ultimate heat. Well, all the movies were that too, like Arnold and and Sly. I mean, all they're doing is just fighting other countries. It's like, oh, and another note, speaking of documentaries, I haven't finished yet. The Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. Oh, I'm Netflix. I'm glad you're talking about that. So is it I I put I saved it, but I'm like, do I want to invest this? I don't know. I started I've, I started it, but I started man. it a little too late in the night the other night, and I was and I was having a couple of drinks, but I loved it, and I was like, oh, okay, and I I was like, I got to come back to it and finish it, but I I even went as far in my in my late nightness as to DM Arnold Schwarzenegger to see if I could get him to just talk to me. <laughs> Because it was so interesting, and uh, like yeah. it was, it was, 
I mean, you know, we know enough about his story. His story, there's, it's been documented numerous times. But then when you, at this point in life, when you could go back all the way from the beginning and to where he's at now and think about all that he's accomplished and, and he's such a, you know, politics aside, however, everyone thinks about that. I don't, doesn't really, doesn't change anything to me. Uh, he's just a good dude. Like yeah. if you read, if you follow him on social media, you t- you watch how he carries himself around other people, um, you know. And I know he, he's had his blemishes, you know, along the way for his moral compass and stuff like that. But who hasn't? You know, we've all made mistakes, right? Um, he owns up to him, and yeah. in this documentary, he does a great job, or they do a great job of following it. The only thing I will say is this: is I, I have a pet peeve with uh, with uh, documentaries that do this, where. Uh, and it maybe it's just because I've gotten too used to this long form kind of podcasting where you don't do edits and stuff, but like they do the hard edits where like I could, I could, I don't know if other people can tell or not, but like they'll be, he'll be talking about something and then it'll just abruptly stop or like it'll abruptly come in or abruptly. It, I can hear those edits now. So I'm like, oh, you're saying. Why? I want to hear the rest of what he was saying, not just yeah, how you're not fitting just this a, into the. Exactly. I have narrative. a, I have a, I have a, I have a little bit of an issue with that. I mean, I get what they're doing and it's because they're putting a lot of information and, and, and they're following it with a video and stuff like that. I understand it, but it just makes me want to go like, no, I want to hear an unedited version of that paragraph that he just said, you know, yeah. like, and it's not that the, I'm sure that they're keeping the, the content pretty clear, uh, similar uh, or exactly the same, but it just, when I'm listening to it, I go, Ooh, it just, cause I, I'm usually watching the less late night stuff on my iPad with my headphones in while my wife's asleep next to me. So I'm like sitting there having a glass of wine, watching that. And I could, and it's when it's, especially when it's in your ears, like not just coming off the TV, oh, yeah. I could more. hear every, every one of those edits. And I'm like, oh man, I just, I just. I also wish that I could get in there. So I was like, I think I could edit that. Because <laughs> you have so I think much I time. Can make that, yeah. I think I could make that cleaner. But, yeah. you know, but then other Is people. Is that what you DM'd Arnold? You know, I really like this documentary, but <laughs> I really, can I do a re-edit of it? <laughs> <laughs> can you guys send me the raw, the raw, the raw audio and I'll fix it for you? No, the they, it, Christ version. I'm, I'm teasing, obviously. Those, they've got a whole crew, I'm sure, that are just light years above what I can do. But it's just, No, I'm it's excited just to see it, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Really good. Cool. Uh, the other thing I finished the other night was Ted Lasso. Did yep, you finish I, it yet? I, I finished it. I. What do you think? I was sad that it was done. It was very, like, that last episode is, like, just like any anything else. Like, end of a series, like, kind of pulls at the heartstrings, knowing that it's not coming back, at least at least for now. I still, it's still wide open, I think. I know that I know that Sudeikis has said that they hadn't written for that, but I think it was such a successful show. Uh, they could at least do spinoffs, if not. You know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I don't think it will come back as Ted Lasso as a show. It, you might do a thing like I don't know, seven years from now, they're like, oh, we're gonna do a little six-episode series of right, you know, whatever. Or, but I do think the spinoff. I mean, who knows? You know. Well, they got they got where the, they can go. They, can go they got the them. women's they got the women's league starting at Richmond there, so they could they, they're you know they they allude to mm-hmm. uh, 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 a women's team. At, at Richmond AFC, um, also like the new coaching and, and everything like that. You, you've fallen in love with all these characters. It's not like they would just fall to the wayside because Sadakis isn't on it, you know. Don't you think that's kind of similar to of uh, 
uh, Wrexham. Like they just got a women's league too. And oh I yeah. See oh no, they're, they're, it's, so those are total it's parodies all, of each other. You yeah, realize that? Like everyone yeah. knows that <laughs> those yeah. are total parodies of each other. And I'm, this is a good question. Which came first? Uh, Ted Lasso. Well, who knows who started production first? But I know that's that what I mean. Ted Lasso yeah. came out. It came out first as a, as a TV show, but the the documentary Editing, and, and yeah. Rex and stuff. It, I don't know. It's a good. I, 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 I don't know. We'll have to. And I'm not going to look it up. Find out. No. We'll just. We'll just let everyone look it up and uh, uh, DM or uh, or comment back to us and yeah. let us know which which one which one came first, the chicken or the egg. But uh, yeah, I I actually have to go to sound check here in a second. Do so it. I'm gonna go do sound check and then uh, get ready for for the show tonight. And I know you gotta go do your busy day of work before you go out. Are you still gonna go and do a little uh, man on the streets thing in the parking lot tonight? Yeah. So anybody who go, you know, we encourage everyone to follow on the audio. I mean, follow on YouTube too. But uh, I might be walking around and doing some uh, people tailgating. I might stop by and give you a beer koozie or something if you're following the podcast. So uh, anyone out there who goes to shows through the whole tour, you never know. Follow the podcast because someone might tap you on the shoulder and uh, give you a prize for it. So. Absolutely. Well, that's very cool, man. Well, I got to get going. So uh, have a good rest of your day. I'll see you tonight, brother. Uh, luck, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. And uh, to everyone at home. Uh, thanks for listening, and until next time, as always, cheers. Hi, this is Paul Phelps. And this is Monica Strutt. And we're from the Daily Music Business Podcast. We're joined by a number of other really great hosts in creating daily content with great advice for independent musicians just like you. That's right. We put out episodes daily on all topics from music marketing to branding, advice on signing with a manager and label and anything else you need to up-level the business side of your music career. We've got it covered. Subscribe to the Daily Music Business Podcast today on your favorite podcast catcher. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. What's up, everyone? This is Jay Reason, and I want to let you all know that Diablo Zen Podcast is now part of the Sound Talent Media family. Listen in as me and the one and only Danny Diablo, a.k.a. Lord Ezak, interview artists from the hardcore punk, metal, hip-hop scenes, and beyond. We have conversations with guests like actor Peter Green, DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill, L.A. street photographer Estevan Oriol, Jimmy G from New York City's legendary Murphy's Law, and pro wrestler Vampiro, to name a few. If you're a fan of good discussions and lots of laughs, tune in and join the fun.